Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. joining me here at the Rachel Hammond Talk Show. I hope that you're being blessed by that worship song. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. And um, it's just a way to praise God and say, you are truly the reason I live. And that's really the end of that discussion. The reason I live, the reason I'm here is because of Jesus Christ. Is because he saved me and continues to save me, you know, when I say continues, it means that I'm constantly sinning and he's constantly saving me um, because I don't deserve it, but he's so worthy and um, I'm so grateful for another opportunity to be in his presence 
tonight. Um, let us pray before we start. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Jesus, asks, we ask that you help us today to understand where you are taking us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so wonderful, wonderful people out there. Today I wanted to talk to you about the mind battle. And um, the mind battle, it originated uh, a few weeks ago when I was just thinking through my life, basically. I was um, analyzing the events in my life, the memories I've created, um, the hurts and pains I've had to go through. You know, my mind was just going on um, a serious thinking mode. And I realized that I could allow my mind to go as far back as I was three years old. I could allow my mind to think about today. I could, I could pretty much give room to my mind to do anything I wanted to do at that moment because I was just reliving everything else that has ever happened that my memory could collect. And I realized that it's actually a battle when you don't want to remember something unpleasant. You don't want to remember something um, and somehow your mind is going to that place where you kind of want to control it, but you're really not able to control it because you want a certain part of that conversation, and then you don't want to remember and feel the the pain that comes with that conversation. I, I hope that I'm making sense. But in reality, I realized that I was just toggling and struggling to get out of a certain episode of of events in my life that I wasn't prepared to think about. Um, and as I was, I was in that state, I just decided to think about Jesus for a minute. And I just felt in my spirit that my constant walk here on earth is in mind battle, and it's about choices, you know. It's constantly about choices and the willpower to choose what is right. Um, half of the time your flesh is is unable to control the events and, and the desires and the pleasures of what life um, naturally presents. And so you find yourself constantly trying to say no to sin or no to um, something that's not good. But then you find yourself going back to uh, what you didn't want to do. And that's why our mind is such a powerful place. It's the birth of thoughts, imaginations, um, Recognition is a, is the birthplace of of appreciation, feelings, emotions, uh, consciousness, perception, judgment, and memory. All these things reside in the mind, and so um, we have to come to a place where we need to exercise the mind. You know, it's almost like when you 
go to the gym or when you are trying to lose weight, it's a certain discipline that is applied to the mind in order to filter out um, things that should not be processed. Um, If the mind is not filtered out over time and it has a lot of junk, it's going to crash, literally. And it just crashed like a computer because if it had many scenes of pain, for for example, many scenes of 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 hurt and bitterness, the idea is that the memory part of the mind wants to keep and hold on to that because it I mean, you can't really control what you're able to remember or not remember. You know, if if you were present when it happened. It's it's very difficult to just ignore your mind and the memory it stores in there or what memory your mind chooses to store. And so we have to exercise our mind because it's a place where all our thoughts are engineered. And so we need to know how to service our mind so that it will produce fruitful results. You know, those, it's, arguably um, perceive that the heart, okay, is where every thought is conceived. On the contrary, it's really through the mind that the thought process or the thoughts is fully nurtured and birthed. You know, it's like it's like a pregnancy. You get conceived um, and that your heart is where the thought is conceived. It's in your heart. You you conceive the thought, and then it it you know progresses into your mind, and then you're thinking about what you should do about that conception of thought, and so it's really critical for us to then pay attention and learn habits that help us uh, maintain good thought. And so if we allow our mind to think about what can affect our lives, then it means that we are in control and we, we should be in control of disciplining our mind to do what is right, um, to choose things that are going to produce good results. And I know that, I mean, it sounds so nice and well said, <laughs> but that's not the case when reality sets in, you know, when you're put on the spot and you're not supposed to lie. But you know that if you speak that truth, you'd probably be in jail or your parents uh, would die or your child would be lost or whatever the spot that we, we find ourselves in in life, we are not we're not always making the right decisions. And I feel like as Christians, that's even more the battle because, you know, Paul said, uh, I keep doing the things that I said I don't want to do. And Rachel can say the same thing. Rachel wants to do the right thing. And the more I say I'm not going to do this, I find myself doing it. And it's like that constant battle, that constant struggle, um, trying to be on a certain path to to righteousness. But then this is where I want to come in and, 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 and encourage you and advise you or uh, let you know that you're human. 
and biblically, okay, when I fix somebody from the Bible like David, I always often wonder why. I mean, at the point where he killed somebody's husband in order to marry their wife, I mean, at that point, I'm just wondering why God still used him. You know, why God still pursued him, why God said, David is, is a man after my own heart. It buckles my mind to today, you know. But I realize that the reason why it buckles my mind is that I'm not Christ. That's why I'm able to think that way. And Christ was able to redeem us from the sin of this world, to redeem us from our our transgressions. Okay, um, God chooses who he wants to use. And I also realized another revelation about who God chooses is that he, he, he chooses you based on his terms. So I can never know the terms to which God chooses somebody. But I feel like depending on what he's going to use you for, he wants you to reach a certain target or a certain audience. Okay, for example, if God wants to use me to talk to young girls, okay, or, or impact young girls um, and, and want li- young girls' lives to be changed or whatever, the, that audience, okay, is specific to a certain experience that I have to go through in order for me to be able to uh, convince them about God. You know, I can't go to young, a bunch of young girls that um, have gone through so much as children, and I just go, and then I didn't, I didn't go through the pain they went through. I didn't feel what they felt, and I'm just going to talk to them to give your life to Christ. It's, it's almost like far-fetched, you know. They can hear you. They can say, you, you know, you spoke nicely, but get into the nitty-gritty of stuff, you know, you need to carry the spirit and the experience of what you went through in order to be able to help that type of audience. So that revelation is, is very encouraging to me because most of the times the, the mind battle is I'm questioning God. I'm questioning God. Why this? Why did this happen? Why did I have to go through this? You know, why was I put in this position? Lord, you could have delivered me from this. I didn't have to be this type of person, but I ended up being this type of person. And and now what? You know, those questions to God is is defeating my mind because I'm not allowing the power of God's love to overshadow what my mind is thinking and accepting as the truth. And so it's it's very important for us to realize that the mind is where conceivable seed can really grow. And if we don't feed it the right things, then how do we feed, feed our minds with the right things? Because this is constantly challenging for me. Um, I, 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 I often wonder, okay, I've been listening to messages or preaching messages during the week. I've listened to gospel music. I've worshipped God. I've prayed. I've tried to be good. I've tried to be kind. I've tried to forgive, you know. And then there's this window during the week or window during the day where you just feel like, 
oh, I feel like I have some free time to just be naughty or to just not do the right thing. You know, like what engineers that? And I've, I've come to conclude that what engineers us is actually where the struggle is because that is the human part of you that is alive to the flesh, that is, 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 is here on earth and is, is, is like a two-year-old. The more you tell them not to do something, the more they're going to do it. It's like, yeah, I heard you, but I, I, it's a stage I'm in. I need to experience, I need to explore, I need to break something to know how it works. It's a two-year-old. And then the same way for adults as well as Christians is that our flesh is constantly um, battling with the spirit because the spirit knows not to go there, you know. The spirit knows that, hey, don't butt bite or don't gossip. But the flesh is like, oh, just for this one time. (laughs) Just for this one time, I promise, you know. And so I feel like it's, Truly taking one day at a, at a time, um, taking almost every minute at a time, uh, controlling the best that you can uh, with a lot of prayers, with a lot of faith. And even with that, again, in David's case, in David's scenario, um, the, the, the remarkable thing about David is that, you know, he always went back to God. He always was interested and what God had to say. You know, I feel like sometimes we can stray so far away because we feel like our sin has separated. I mean, we don't feel like it. It has separated. Our sin separates us from God. But then the natural tendency in life is that we, we can also take that course of that separation a bit too far where now we don't even recognize when God is speaking. We don't recognize how far we are from him, so then we fall deeper and deeper into more more trouble, into more more um, predicaments and hurts and pain. But the recognition of David that I, I am constantly inspired by is that no matter what, I mean, after you've murdered somebody, it's like slept with them, impregnated them, it's like what in you? is going to make you go back to face God because you'd be so embarrassed, you'd be so ashamed, and then talking about the devil factor, talking about the king of of the mind battle, the king of deception, Satan, the devil, who just comes in there and always um, whispering to your voice and to your mind that, yes, you did this and you're a horrible person, you're the you you are the worst person that's ever alive right now. You're disgusting, um, and and that's why God doesn't like you or love you anymore. Um, don't go to church. Don't read your Bible. Don't pray because you 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 are so disgusting right now. I mean, what you did last night, okay? It was so bad. It was so disgusting that if you go to God right now, He's not even gonna uh, forgive you. He's not even looking out for you. You see, so that king of deception, Satan, that manipulates our mind is another type of battle that 
we've got to find a way to defeat. And how do we defeat that? How do we defeat the king of deception? Well, it's not as simple as it's going to sound, but the way to defeat the king of deception is to tune your mind, tune your mind to God's love. When you know that somebody loves you and his love is everlasting, you know that no matter how many times you fall, they're going to pick you up. You know that when nobody else is there, they're going to be there for you. You know that no matter how much rejection you've received in your life, they will be there for you. It's kind of comforting. Um, and, and I feel like the more we build our minds to think on those things, the better we're able to process good results, in essence. You know, the Bible talks about putting your mind on things that are pure, things that are lovely, you know, things that are gracious, things that are beautiful, whatsoever, okay, that is pure. What is pure? What is pure? It, it, it means it's difficult to find anything pure these days in our generation, and that's just the plain fact. I mean, the norm to do a lot of evil things or bad things is really higher than what purity is. And what I feel like it's harder to find what purity stands for these days than any time in in, 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 in in the span of our lives. And it's because, I mean, we're ending, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end times, you know. These things that are happening around the world that are negative, that are bad, are supposed to happen to get us to the next step. But as a Christian, okay, that's where I always have to come in. As a Christian, you have to constantly distinguish yourself from the crowd. You constantly have to mark yourself out of the crowd. Okay, and say, how can I help my mind to focus on the right things? How can I resist the king of deception, Satan, away from everything else that's going on? And and by doing that, it's an exercise that we need to do. It's exercising every single day. Don't be too hard on yourself, but don't give up on yourself. Every day you mess up, get up, pick it up, and continue. And I feel like that is the, the, the closest thing I could possibly say because I feel like you can pray a lot. You can fast. You can go to church every day. You can help people. You can do all the good things in the world. But it all boils down to that particular situation you're in at the moment on the spot where you're required, okay, to think right, and and then you just don't. And, and, And I always ask myself, why? Why is it that all along I've been doing good and then just when I'm required, this one is needed for me to think right, this one is needed for me to be positive, this one is needed for me to, to, to be, to be uh, uh, pure in heart and in mind, at that moment, in the heat of the moment, under pressure, I cry. 
fine. And so the realization that I crack under pressure is the solution to help me exercise my mind even more diligently and not give up. Diligently sticking to that one thing that keeps my mind stable. And keeping your mind stable, my friends, my sisters, my brothers, is constantly reminding yourself of the love that Jesus Christ has for you. Because nobody, if nobody in your life has ever died for you yet, then, hello, that is why Jesus died for you. And that's what makes him different. That's why you need to draw strength from that and when we continue to wait upon him, when we continue to, 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 to uh, be moved and encouraged by his love, okay, we are hopeful. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, okay, and whoever believes in him, okay, so it means that Jesus died, and he did. He did. It's, it's, not, it's not a fiction. It's a fact. He died for us. And we need to draw upon that strength constantly. We need to understand that no matter how many times we fall, if you're persecuted because of that, if, if we fell in the time of pressure, if we lied, if we stole, if we, if we did anything that was not worthy, that we can still run back into the arms. Okay, the Bible says that they, you can run into the shelter of the Most High and you'll be protected and you'll be sheltered and you'll be under his refuge. That is the place that we have confidence that we can run into, the shelter of the Most High God, and we will be protected and we'll be safe and our mind will be fixated on the things and the love that God has shown upon us. And so if we can tune our mind to whatever is true in Philippians 4, 8, that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we should think about these things. And so the mind battle takes us back to thinking about things that are excellent, things that are praiseworthy, things that are beautiful, things that are lovely, even in our worst-case scenarios, even if we're tied to a hospital bed, even if we're dying, even if we lost a loved one, even if we have no money in our pocket, even if we have been rejected by the world, we've got to hold on to that little 1% of, of, of goodness and positivity and praiseworthy and excellent things that exist somewhere in our minds. And we will pray and we'll release it to God and his love will over, overwhelm us abundantly. And I believe that you are, con- you are blessed by this message. This is part one. I hope to continue the series with the mind battle. Join me again next time as we talk more about the mind battle. And may the Lord bless you, that he bless your mind to be fruitful and think about good and positive things. Thank you again for listening. It's the Rachel Pan's Talk Show.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.